we might uh, take our clothes off and jump in a pond with a random farming guy. Welcome to the Greatest Lists Podcast, a show about music and lists. This season, your hosts Jason and Eric are counting down the top 25 guitar solos of the 80s and the top 25 guitar solos of the 90s. Think your favorite made the list? Tune in and find out. Take it away, boys. Welcome back to season two of Greatest Lists, a music and talk podcast featuring lists of the greatest songs of all time. I am Jason, your host for this episode. Joining me is my co-host, Eric. Hey, Eric. What's going on? I'm talking to you, man. I All keep right. talking to you. So I I, that's a good thing. You I haven't kicked out of the band yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Start doing some crazy solo work and uh, oh my gosh. You know, I'm going to kick you out. Kick me out of the band. <laughs> we are continuing our season two list of our favorite guitar solos. And we are uh, past the halfway point now in our 90s list. So just a quick reminder, if you like the show, do us a favor. Just pause us for just for a second. Give us a quick star rating right there on Spotify or whatever app you're using. Help us get noticed and found easier in the search results, all that stuff. And so yep. we can get the show out there. Uh, our next pick in the top 25 guitar solos of the 90s, a song from the 1993 album Get a Grip, which I had to include in this list. <laughs> Coming in at number 11 is Crazy by Aerosmith. Behind the music. So our spotlight today is on guitarist Joseph Anthony Pereira, or professionally known as Joe Perry. Uh, Perry took up the guitar at the age of 10, and even though he is left-handed, he learned to play with his right. Wow. Uh, also at a very young age, Perry found himself drawn to the ocean, and his dream was to one day become a marine biologist and follow in the footsteps of his hero, Jacques Cousteau. Wow, seriously? That's Seriously. <laughs> Unfortunately, or maybe fortunately for us, his grades at Hopedale Junior Senior High School were not good. <laughs> and his chances of eventually going to college and become a marine biologist were fading. So wow. his parents sent him to a boarding school, Vermont Academy, his junior year. Uh, come to find out his struggles, this little sidebar here, were actually due to ADHD, which he was diagnosed with years, years later. You know, no one really knew about that back in the yeah, 60s. no kidding. <laughs> but uh, it was at this boarding school he first heard the likes of Hendrix and The Who, The Kinks, The Yardbirds, which were very influential. Uh, Aerosmith does that famous cover of The Yardbirds. Yes. Uh, train, train kept train a rolling. So, uh, the, you know, it was fortunate he went to this boarding school. Uh, now, a little history on how Joe Perry helped form Aerosmith. In 1964, Steven Tyler formed his own band, called The Strangers, uh, later called Chain Reaction, in y Yonkers, New York. Meanwhile, Perry and Tom Hamilton formed the Jam Band, or commonly known as Joe Perry's Jam Band, which was based on freeform and blues. Hamilton and Perry moved to Boston in September 1969. That's where they met Joey Kramer, mm -hmm. drummer from Yonkers. Uh, Kramer knew Tyler and had always hoped to play in a band with him. So Kramer decided to leave school and join Jam Band. And then 1970, this uh, glorious day, Chain Reaction and Jam Band played the same gig. Wow. And Tyler immediately loved Jam Band's sound. 
wanted to combine the two bands. And then in October of 1970, the bands met up again, considered the proposition. Tyler, who had been the drummer and the backup singer in Chain Reaction, adamantly refused to play the drums in his in this ba a new band and insisted that he wanted to be only the frontman lead vocalist. And others agreed, and Aerosmith was formed. Wow. So there's a little backstory on that. Uh, maybe we'll go a little bit more detail into Aerosmith's history in another show. But for now, let's uh, go back to Joe Perry. His guitar of choice is the Gibson Les Paul. But I actually, I think he uses a Fender Strat in this song. Really? Uh, just looking at uh, the performance from Woodstock 94. You can't really tell in the music video, and I'm not really looking at Joe Perry when I'm watching this music video, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, here's a fun fact. I had no idea. This is why I love this show. Uh, <laughs> he has a collection of about 600 guitars. Ridiculous. One of those was a 1959 Gibson Les Paul. He had to sell because uh, he of his divorce in 1982. Yeah. Uh, later, he had his guitar tech and equipment managers search for this guitar. Yep. One day, someone brought him a guitar magazine in the middle of the centerfold was uh, a man in a top hat slash with <laughs> his less tall yeah. in hand. So Joe Perry immediately called slash and bugged him for years, offering to pay more than the guitar was worth, which had nearly tripled since he sold it. Eventually slash gave in as it was uh, straining on their friendship. <laughs> he gave it to Joe at his 50th birthday party. Oh, I love that story. That's so, so I, such a great I story. Not, I had not heard that before. Yeah. So uh, that's that seems funny, you know, calling Slash and, hey, I want to buy that guitar. Yeah. Give me that guitar, man. It's mine. Come on, just turn it over. And what kind of a jerk is Slash you would say no for years? No, I kidding. know, right? I know, right? <laughs> Knowing that it's his, you know, yeah. it was his baby. But even when you got 600, I mean. I mean, you know, maybe you're being a little Can you live without it? Yeah, I think you can. Let's get personal. So I'll freely admit, as I mentioned earlier, this is a total bias pick. I really needed to get a song from this album in the list because it was so impactful to me. It's another album that I played the crap out of in high school on nice. bus trips to basketball games and eventually in my car. Uh, I even bought a t-shirt at our local county fair with this album cover on it. You know, it's the <laughs> one with the Pierce Cowutter, yeah. the Get a Grip album. My mom hated the shirt to the point where... <laughs> I chose to wa wear it for my senior pictures. Oh, that's glorious. Out of spite. But yes. of course, all the pictures she picked was either of me with a jacket on, or there's one where I'm sitting opposite in a high back chair and you can't see the dang shirt. <laughs> so Checkmate she, mom. She, she won in the end. Yes. But, uh, and I'm, I might have to post a picture of one of my senior pictures there. Oh, maybe in that, please. In that chair. Yes. <laughs> I think I have over on Patreon. Anyway, uh, of course, the music video was so impactful. Of course, this one uh, and the one uh, and crying with Lisa Silverstone. But this one, of course, too, includes Liv Tyler. Yep. They were so hot. And I think having them in the video just skyrocketed that album to yeah. even higher heights. You know, yeah. those those two music videos were so impactful. But uh I, he's got some fun solos on this album, but I feel like this song is his best. Uh, 
that's my personal opinion. But what's your personal history with uh, Aerosmith in the early 90s? Um, in the early 90s, um, it, it, it had kind of started waning for me. I was a bigger Aerosmith fan in the 80s and actually the 70s. I had a cousin who listened to uh, Aerosmith all the time. And when he would drive us around in his truck, he'd always had Aerosmith on. Mm -hmm. um, but I've always been an Aerosmith fan. I, I think I've seen them in concert four, four times. Okay. Um, so I've always been a huge, uh, not only Aerosmith fan, but a Joe Perry fan. Um, I just like the way he almost kind of plays out of control, and I just like the way he plays. And so I've always been a fan. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, I had, this was this was not my favorite album, but it was still a good album. And uh, he, you know, he's just he just plays with a lot of feel. So I'm just a big Joe Perry fan. Yeah, I bought. I think it was during this time during the bmg columbia house era i always refer to that because i hoarded a bunch of music you know when that came out <laughs> but, uh, they released the album big ones which was their greatest hits yes I remember having that and then i did go back at some point and bought what is it pump i think pump. was yep. 1888 or 89 yep and then the uh the dude looks like a lady loving an elevator maybe that was the name of the album <laughs> Uh, the one before that. So, yeah. And I remember, I remember here's another fun little story. In high school, me and my bud Wyatt had our own little hangout place that hardly anybody knew about. It was this hole-in-the-wall burger joint that had a game room off to the side. Okay. And a pool table. It had a couple pinball machines, arcade machines, and it had a 45 jukebox in the corner. You could get two songs for a quarter. And uh, nice. one of the one of the uh, 45s was um, "Take Me to the Other Side," which I think is from Pump. And what was the what was the other one? There was there was almost like a double A side. It was two singles, but I I just he knew that I was a huge Aerosmith fan. And then when this album came out, I was just I, I could not get enough of it. So <laughs> big fan. Nice. Um... I saw, uh, my big Aerosmith memory is, I don't remember which tour it was, but their drummer had a drum solo where he just walked around the stage and hit different things on stage with his sticks and they made different drum sounds. Oh, fun. I don't know how they did that, but he was like, you know, he was tapping on the stage and on the monitors on speakers and they were making different drum sounds. That's how he played his drum. So that's how he played his drum solo. That's, all, I, that's <laughs> a vivid memory in my mind from that, from that concert. Joey Kramer, ladies and yep. gentlemen. The breakdown. All right, so the solo itself, very bluesy. I just love hearing him pick the notes. I mean, it's very clean, you know, not without much distortion at all. But I just, I absolutely love when Tyler comes back in after the solo, I need your love. And then he's still like playing underneath and trying to match his vocals or they're, yeah. they're trying to match each other. That's what I love about Aerosmith when they when they kind of do stuff like that. And then this is the point in the video where Liv is mimicking all of her dad's moves on stage while she's <laughs> on stage with Alicia in the audience. Yeah. So great part in the video. The yeah. outro is great too in the song. Tyler again is trying to match Perry with his notes on the guitar. And uh it's it's really fun. Let's uh let's just take a minute and appreciate the harmonica work in this song too i love a good harmonica and he there's a, a couple songs on this album but 
overall, I like when he breaks out the harmonica. Oh yeah, uh, Steven Tyler, yeah. and then his his little rap to start the song too, where he's just talking and uh, I, I like that. So this is a very fun song, probably not my favorite on the album, but it's just got a real fun vibe and that that solo, that kind of bluesy solo, uh, was yeah. really fun. Yeah, uh, Joe Perry does a lot of finger picking when he plays. He doesn't use a pick a lot. He uses his fingers when he plays, and it gets a very unique sound to some of his uh, some of his solos. I, lo- I love it when he does that. It's hard to it's hard to imitate. I've tried to play some of the, some of his licks and you know finger pick them the way he does, and it's mm-hmm. you have to have been doing that for a while. You don't just decide to play like that and, <laughs> and, and pick those licks up. So it's you know it's it's definitely harder than it sounds for sure. But uh, yeah. I love when he does it a lot in a lot of their songs. Um, and it's a very Joe Perry thing. It's a you know, it's one of his signature mm-hmm. sounds, and uh, he does that at the end of I think right at the end of this solo, uh, in the middle, and he does some at the end too. Uh, yeah, that's one of my favorite Joe Perry things. Yeah, like I said, very clean and just that that clean sound. Yeah, a lot a lot of people use a whole lot of distortion and effects and all that yeah. stuff, but it just makes it sound real. I don't know. It, it's unique on its own, even though it's just kind of basic as, as prior yeah as set up compared to most people yeah he's never been a huge like overdrive or you know saturated yeah. guy he's always been really kind of clean and basic all right well so number 11 uh in our top 25 guitar solos of the 90s is joe perry from crazy some bonus songs for this episode it is against the law i looked this up to play crazy without playing crying. So as a law-abiding citizen, we'll hear that song. Yes. Great <laughs> song. Is a, it's a very uh, concise yet fun solo in yeah. crying. Yeah. I do like it. And another great outro with their harmonica and guitar. Yeah. If you listen I to agree. it specifically. And then I'm going to play a single from their 97 album, Nine Lives. I hadn't heard this song in years. And just thinking about their catalog and things and trying to find a song that would be fun. Um, Yes, more harmonica and guitar. If you watch the music video, Perry does the solo as a centaur, people. (laughs) I'm talking about the song Pink. Yeah, that's a great song. That music video is bananas. It's bananas. That's the the proper term for that music video is bananas. Steven Tyler's face superimposed on several different people it's uh, just it's crazy weird. anyway so stay tuned you'll hear those bonus songs in their entirety if you're with spotify premium otherwise of course use those song whip links in the show notes we always tell you about to connect with the songs in your favorite music app if you like the show please subscribe and leave us a rating in your app now, something we don't mention very often is well we've been doing a lot more <laughs> in this season but we're <laughs> under that retro network umbrella of podcasts so if you like us, if you like what the Retro Network is doing as far as podcasting and articles and all the stuff that we do, go over to patreon.com forward slash the Retro Network. Sign up and you'll get your name in our show notes and pretty much everybody else's show notes if you like. And some bonus uh, podcasts over there. I think over 130 by last count uh, extra podcasts that we've put over there over the years that you just have there waiting to listen to. So. Go check that out and also check out our website, greatestlistpodcast.com. You can stream right from your browser or find us on Twitter at Greatest List. Leave us feedback. Uh, tell us what the weather's like in your neck of the woods. I don't care. 
Just, uh, <laughs> just tell us something. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Eric will take over uh, the hosting duties for the next show, our number 10 selection, which will give a little sustenance to your inner monster. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Greatest List, and we look forward to continuing our list of the top 25 guitar solos of the 90s in our next episode. You've been listening to The Greatest Lists. 